This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something great for your body. It starts with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. It's then blended with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel your best. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate. Removing cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, Earth Echo Foods has been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. Use the code TRANSPARENT and receive 15% off your purchase today. Go to earthechofoods.com forward slash transparent with Tina. Hi, and welcome to Transparent with Tina. I am Tina Marks, your host. Today's guest is a fitness coach, co-author, businesswoman, entrepreneur, founder of Transform. She came on the scenes as ABC's show Extreme Weight Loss with uh, Chris Powell. Up next, Heidi Powell. Welcome, Heidi. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here too. And I love your energy. We've just been having a little chat and I'm like, don't know a lot about you except through Instagram and through everything I've read. Obviously it's all out there, but I just, I love your energy. I've been following your videos and everything else. And you are very accomplished. You are fitness coach, your co-author, businesswoman, entrepreneur, founder of Transform. Um, You came on the scene on ABC's um, extreme weight loss with your now ex-husband, Chris Powell, before we get into all that, what is your backstory? What, 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 what happened before that? What were you doing before that? So, uh, interestingly enough, I was a trainer straight out of high school. I came from a very fit family. That's just all that I knew. I had a dad that worked out all the time a mom that did, which I think that scenario actually created with me, an eating disorder that lasted mm-hmm. about a decade. So I do think that's a, that's a very important part of my backstory because it connects me to the people now uh, that I work with. So I was a trainer, 18 to 19, one year, hated training. I actually hated training people in a gym because I could not make change. When I'm in LA fitness, I couldn't make change. And I was struggling with my own eating disorder at the time. Uh, very shortly after I got married and had two kids, I ended up going into real estate. I love, I am a, I, I, You're what? Say, I was, I am a major in business with a minor in fitness is what oh, I always say. Okay. I, I love fitness, but like business is what I feel like is God's gift to me. I love business. I got into real estate. I felt like I could, I bought and sold homes. I fixed them up. I would get people into their dream home for a very good price. I did loans. I did all of the things. Um, and then I met Chris. Uh, and when I met Chris after my first divorce, I actually, um, I only, I, I started helping him. I was kind of like his fixer. Like he was in debt. He hadn't filed taxes. He was living out of his car, all of these things. And I was like, I can fix you. I can help. I can fix credit. I can file taxes. So that's how we connected. And one of the projects he was working on was an online thing called reshape the nation at the time. Like he had big dreams. He wanted to do a TV show and I, he was the dreamer. I was the doer, okay. uh, which then got me back into fitness. He had such a passion for fitness and I loved it. I always was fit. I always worked out, but it wasn't until we started doing that. Then we created the show together, but I was more his manager and his life coach. Cause he's yep. very sciencey. I am very emotional and I feel my way through, th- through things, emotional, spiritual, um, And so he and I working with super obese people, he was very calories in calories out. And I was like, well, no, they have an addiction. Like, let's talk about it. My dad had an addiction. I dealt with therapists for my own food addiction. And so we actually made a really good partnership, which is what brought me back into fitness. Cause I realized it was so much more than how you lift and how you eat. 
Right. And then over time, I started experiencing my own transformation, getting out of my eating disorder by being vulnerable and sharing and all of the things. And so fitness felt and looked so different to me um, through all of that as a result of me overcoming my demons. Um, so yeah. And, and in the midst of it, so when Chris and I were married, I was definitely the business brain because I, I, that's what I love. So I kind of helped set up the businesses and he kept dreaming it. Okay. So let's back up a little bit. So you had an eating disorder. Was it bulimia? Was it anorexia? Because I suffered from anorexia. So, and, and, you know, I want every, I want to share this because I'm really open about it. You know, mine happened when I was in boarding school and I wanted to get out of boarding school without getting kicked out. Right. So I, I was 105 pounds in junior year when I went back and I wanted to get, so I just stopped eating and I got down to 89 pounds. I I fainted in mass. And then, you know, one of the nuns took me aside and this and that for me, it wasn't about losing weight. You know, I was never actually very, I I could always felt like I could be better, but that comes from another story from my father. It was like, nothing was good enough, but for me, it was just a way of getting out. And then once I did lose the weight, when I was 89 pounds, that's when the, the disorder really kicked in because then my, the, the body image, I'd look at myself yeah. going, then I was more critical. Then I was like, you could lose 10 more pounds. Yeah. Well, I'm counting my ribs at night in bed going, yeah. oh, wait a minute. I can't count them that well right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you, so that has changed my life forever because I still don't see myself the way I think other people see me. Yeah. My, my, yeah. I, I, I feel you. Um, I, it's funny because my lowest weight was 89 pounds as well when I was, yeah, when I was in high school. Um, and I, I'm sure I could connect mine with my dad and my relationship with my dad. And I actually had, you know, a great dad, uh, but I had three brothers and a beautiful mom. And I saw the way that my dad loved my mom. And I thought, okay, in order to be lovable, I have to be perfect. And I saw my mom as perfect. Me too. And yeah. And me too. I had a really low, um, I, I, in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, gosh, my dad was right. He would say, you have everything, you know? And I did, I had, I had all the things I needed and, and more. And I, but my ability to recognize it was so distorted. Right. I thought I, I, I never thought I was good enough ever, ever, ever. Um, And so for me, that did lead to an eating disorder. And I had such a fear of being fat. Like, I remember I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Like I just didn't, and I had a bigger frame than my mom. And so when Mm. I outgrew her, I remember being super insecure about it because back in the day, skinny models graced the covers. It wasn't right right now. It's so awesome because it's curves and it's strength and all the things that grace the covers of magazines and online features were back then it was like, you know, we were looking at the, I don't know, this super skinny models. You couldn't be thin enough. You really you couldn't, couldn't be thin. It. Yeah, no. exactly. And it was interesting. Cause I, so for me, I started at anorexic, right. And that there yeah. was a sense of control with that. Cause I yes. didn't have control in my life. I didn't have control because my dad controlled everything. Right. 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 Uh, and I want to interject that yeah. because a lot of people think it's about weight loss and you know, it's really no. about control. It's yeah. about, you know, I can't control anything. And that's where mine always kicked in. When I felt yeah. like things are really out of control, I can't control what, what's going on around me, but yeah. I can't control what's going in my mouth. So it does, yeah. it does give you a sense of control. Okay. So it, go ahead. It did. Yeah. And it, it didn't turn to, it, it turned because I lost control when my dad realized and my cheer coach realized I had an eating disorder and they force fed me. And like, I mean, they would say, eat this burger. And so I, you know, that fear, it was like, I didn't have the ability to know at the time, my undeveloped brain thought this burger is turning to fat. Like I had no idea how your body processed protein or anything like that right. or processed cow. To me, it was just like, oh, in and fat, you know, goes to yeah. my eyes or whatever. And so I very quickly taught myself, I would pick up and listen to all the magazine, all the things about eating disorders. Like someone had bulimia and they were this, here's how they threw up. I would read, you know, here was someone with diuretics and here was someone with laxatives. And I tried and learned all of them. And I was, I was in such a dark, painful place, but my anorexia turned to bulimia led to a major food addiction because I just, I, you know, 
for so long, I restricted the foods that I ate. And suddenly those foods that were no, no, I'm like, oh, you get to eat them all. and you find a way to still stay, stay <laughs> yeah, skinny. Yeah. Right. And it, it, to be honest, it ruined my teeth. It did. I had to get veneers uh, 10 years ago. Mm. I didn't have to 10. I mean, it was just something where I'm like, okay, I've destroyed them. I might as yeah. well fix them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was an addiction that was really hard. And it was to the point where I, for the year and a half after high school, I would, and even in high school, but it was terrible when I was on my own because I, I had freedom and control of my life for the first time. Cause my dad controlled it when I was in the Nobody house. was force feeding you. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I would go from drive through to drive through and I, I, I was a drug addict with food and I would binge for, it was so embarrassing. And, you know, here's the thing. 10 years ago, eight years ago, I never could have talked about this. Maybe eight years ago, 10 years ago Mm -hmm. until I was on the show. In fact, I never told Chris about this ever. Um, And I realized I I was so ashamed of it. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. there's never going to be a point in my life where I am grateful that I had an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And I was wrong. Like there came a point where I realized that my struggles are also somebody else's struggles and the way that I got through and the way that I felt and just connecting and sharing and being vulnerable actually healed them and them healing and me sharing healed me in a way that I didn't know I was still struggling. Cause that bulimia, while it stopped, it definitely, the body dysmorphia didn't go away, did not go away. And, and I think even today we struggle with it a little bit, right? Right. right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, th- yeah. I think it always stays with you. I mean, it's just, it does. Just it part does. Of it. Because, you know, even though we're in recovery, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, yeah. and I do have, it, it's challenging because when things get out of control, a lot of people overeat. I like yeah. shy away from food. And I remember I had this spiritual counselor at one time. She goes, you know, you're punishing yourself. That's what yeah. you do is you're punishing yeah. yourself. It's like, oh, you're not good enough. Well, why did you do that? And then it's like, okay, I'm going to punish myself. Not only just trying to stay in control, but also was a way yeah. of punishing, punishing yeah. myself. And you know what? I love the fact that you said that because you know what? I didn't know for the longest time when I wrote my first book, I thought I was journaling and it was like, you know, I was very out there. And that's why I have this. The show is called Transparent with Tina because you know what? The way that I stay healthy is by sharing my stories, you know, stuff that I thought I would never share because you know what? That's what it's for. That's it's, it's to help other people, people, you know, and I've read something that you had said too about, you know, it's not about showing all your light. Okay. It's about showing your darkness. That's where people really resonate with you. And that's where they really like, that's where you really can help people. Yeah. You know, and we have this idea that if we share our struggles and if we share the parts of us that aren't good, or we feel are broken, that it'll make us unlovable. And every single person, all we really want is love and acceptance and to be worthy and enough. Right. Yes. And so when we share, we think that's going to make people hate us. And sometimes it takes being found out. Like I remember when my dad started telling people that I had an eating disorder, I was like, what? Like, I, I mean, I was so scared of that. Right. And that's honestly part of the reason I begged Chris to wait a full year before we announced that I was going through another divorce, because in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to be that girl that can't keep marriages together. Like I I left my first marriage. My second marriage left me and like something's wrong with me. And what's crazy is when you, we got to the point where we finally shared, yeah, there's going to be some people that judge. Right. But at the same time, most people are like, okay, I can relate in some way. Oh my gosh. What are you going? How are you feeling? Like, it's so crazy. That vulnerability gives people courage to share it allows them to share yeah. and accept their shame too. Yes. And by the way, by the way, Heidi, they're going to judge you either way. I don't they care are. If you do everything perfectly. Yes. They're going to judge you either way. Yes. But at least this way, you know what, if you're in, what's your intention in sharing? If your intention in sharing is to heal yourself while healing other yeah. people, because yeah. that saying the truth will set you free. It is yeah. because you know what it's, you know, they say in um, the, the 12 steps, yeah. um, your secrets will kill you. Yeah. And it's so true. So, you know what, you might as well up. And so while we're on the marriages, so you, you were married once, then you were married to Chris and that's, and, um, now you're with, um, Dave Hollis. Yeah. Who, who's Rachel Hollis's ex-husband. And how, how did you guys meet? Uh, we met, uh, 
a couple months after actually, so at first we were not dating, but we met a couple months after Dave and Rachel got divorced. So what, what, or uh, just split when Rachel decided uh, that the marriage had run its course. And what happened is Dave and I had connected just a couple times over DM because he, when Chris and I, Chris and I split summer, 2019, August, 2019 in about October, I got a random DM from some guy named Dave Hollis. that was like, Hey, I have a book coming out. I'd love for you to read. If you want to, you know, read it, provide a testimonial. Great. So he sent me the book. I read it. And then in December, I sent him a quote for it, which he used inside of his first book. So I'm in his first book. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I, it's funny because I screen recorded his videos in DM because, you know, those videos disappear. So I, anytime someone would send me a video in DM, I was like, oh, I can only watch it once. Let me screen record what this person's about to say. Um, and so that was it. Right. And then shortly after he said, hey, Rachel and I, this is about February, 2020. Chris and I are still going through a divorce. The okay. world doesn't know they're still married. He sent a voice memo saying, Hey, Rachel and I would love if you and Chris could be on our rise together podcast. It's like number one. And <laughs> Chris and I were like, heck no, because we're going through a divorce and they're nobody knew it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be <laughs> authentic, right? Yeah. I like the happy they're like, Hey, how do you make it work? So I actually just pushed him off. I'm like, Oh, thanks. Let me get with Chris and find a date. Thanks. And that was it. And then in May, Chris and I announced our divorce and literally 10 days later, Dave and Rachel announced theirs and we hadn't talked. And I just sent, I sent her a, a DM about that long. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Cause you don't know the story, you know? And right. I just said, Hey, if you need any, and I didn't know her at all. If you need anything, I'm here. I know what it's like. And then Dave, I was very conscientious of men thinking I was hitting on them because I was single, right? So I was just like, hey, hope you guys are okay. Sorry for what we're going through. Like two lines. That was it. Rachel's right. was that long. Dave's was short. And Dave replied, you know, a couple of weeks later and just had said, this is the hardest thing in my life. Thanks, blah, blah, blah. And then he ended up reaching out a month and a half later saying, I, I the Rise Together podcast is now mine. Um, I have to go another direction. I think one of the most fitting first podcasts would be about divorce. And you're the person that I would think of, you know, doing it, would you want a podcast? And I said, actually next week, I'm going to be in Dallas. I could hop a flight to Austin and we can record. So I was in Dallas for work, hopped a flight to Austin and, uh, I got out of the car. First of all, I thought he was like five, eight on social media. He's six, four, he's really tall. <laughs> Which I was like, Whoa. Uh, but I would, I mean, I, I was probably more in a place. It had been over a year for me and Chris for Dave and Rachel it had only been a couple months. Right. Right. But, um, we got out, we walked inside, he gave me a tour of the house and we sat down. He was, I could tell he was really sad. Like the, the whole demeanor was super sad. And he got about a sentence in telling me, okay, what we were going to record. And he just lost it and broke down. And he, I had been there twice, right? Again, I feel like I've been through the gamut with divorces. One I chose the other. I didn't. Mm -hmm. um, so you've seen both sides. Yeah. You feel both sides. Yeah. And I, I exact, I mean, to this day when he struggles with something, you know, and, and cause Rachel chose to leave, I actually can step in Rachel Susan's shoes and remind like, that was a very, courageous thing. And so to have that perspective and to be able to see both sides is mm -hmm. helpful for all of us. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, we ended up not recording a podcast because he just needed a place to talk. And I was there and we had in, in the divorces we had experienced most recently, we had very, we had a lot of similarities in that we didn't choose it and that we probably would have stayed inside of a marriage that lasted forever because of, for me, it was ego. Like I didn't, I would have made it work. Mm -hmm. Um, and for him, I don't think he knew that he wasn't ha happy. I think Rachel knew he wasn't happy more than he did. Right. Um, and so it was, I, I see like, obviously things happen for a reason. So that started a friendship Yeah. and just texting. And then over time, it was like our day, his daily check-in was like, asking a cute question and just a question that was super deep. And so we got to know each other in quarantine, uh, Arizona and Texas, just kind of over text. And then little by little, one day he was like, Hey, what about we fly in and meet, meet up for dinner? And so it was just one date at a time. 
It was just, yeah. I mean, I do believe that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And I, you know what? The reason I wanted to ask that question, because I remember seeing that and putting this together and going, and I did do a little digging and I do yeah. know that Rachel wanted to, you know, because I just yeah. want to really everybody to see that, that it's not like, okay, it, it was really the way it was supposed to meant to be. Meant it to be. was. It like you trying to steal Rachel's husband or something like that. Oh, no. I wanted you to ask you the question because, you yeah. know, a lot of you, there's not a lot of information out there because I did do some digging. I do yeah. initiated it, but thank you so much for clarifying. Of, of course. Yeah. And I like, to me, it's, I have no judgment against anybody that chooses to leave a marriage and yeah. no judgment against, like at all. Cause I think everybody, but, the, but you know what, but listen, there are a lot of people that go after other people's husband. You know what I'm saying? That, oh, yeah. that you know, they step <laughs> over a dead body to get to what they want, which is yes. not, ethical, it's not kind. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So like and we, we didn't know each other like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm glad there was space. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you, how did you, okay. So when you met Chris and you said that, you know, you were more the business, he was more the fitness and, you know, we've already talked about, you know, your, um, your, your eating disorder challenges. Yeah. How did you guys land in extreme weight loss? I mean, how do you, how do you land a national TV show? You know, I, I believe it was a God thing. I truly do. And that was part of why it was really hard for me to accept that the marriage was ending. Cause in my mind, I had a lot of moments where I was like, gosh, like, I feel like you don't just get lucky. Like a lot of things have to add up. And not only that, but I feel like Chris's and my hearts were in the right place. And we were not in, I never wanted to have a brand. I didn't even know that that was possible for me. And so to know the impact that we were able to make in the world together, and then to feel like, okay, we're not meant to be. And now I'm reframing to say, okay, we were meant to be for that period of time, you know? Um, and now we're meant to be where we, where we are, but we, Chris did always have a dream. Mm -hmm. Uh, he always said, I want to be the Ty Pennington of weight loss. And I was like, okay, like I don't, again, I don't think I, I never thought I was meant for greatness ever, ever. I just had a limited mindset as a kid and growing up, but I was like, I know how to get him here. I can help him. I can support his business. I can believe in him. I'll be the doer. You'll be the dreamer. And over time, just one thing led to another and led to, and to the point where Chris, we did a couple documentaries together about a big weight loss that he had helped with David, a guy that he helped lose 400 pounds. And then and I was really his manager at the beginning. I mean, I helped, I knew fitness, we worked out together, but I, he ended up speaking with a friend that was in the production industry that had said, Oh my gosh, I saw you on the today show doing David talking about David's transformation. And Chris said, Chris emailed her back and said, we're doing some here. Do you want to shoot it? And it led to a, hold on, let me talk to my boss. Okay. Can you come out? And so I went out because again, to protect Chris, I'm just naturally a protector. We went out a few times, drove out because we didn't have the money to fly. And we helped create a show with ideas and different things. And Chris didn't know that it was for him. He thought it was just a show for them to sell maybe Harley Pasternak, whatever, some celebrity trainer. And we ended up getting a call that this show was sold to ABC and Chris was the trainer and Chris had only done one transformation in his life. And suddenly it was, you're going to do eight in a season. And six months later, we're picking up another eight. And then every season went 16. So very quickly after the show started, how, how many seasons did you do? We did five, five seasons. Wow. And so wow. I, from day 30, I mean, 30 days into year one, cause we were a full year. Chris was like, I can't handle it. He was on the verge of breakdown. So I became the Arizona trainer. And again, I could deal with people's emotional things. He liked the science. He liked camera and I didn't. Um, and so I would bring people to Arizona. I would train them and then send them back home. And Chris would jump around to their homes and he would film. And then we created Arizona Boot Camp, which every season had it. And they started showing it around season three four and five, four and five, we were officially co-hosts because they saw what was happening and they wanted to bring that in front of camera. So my evolution onto camera was natural. It wasn't even like I tried. I mean, I just was there to support and they wanted to catch what was actually happening. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I heard you say it was a God thing. So yeah. you, you believe in God then 
you believe in d- divine timing. I mean, I'm not putting word. I don't, I don't mean to put words in your yeah. mouth, but I mean, how much of your life do you feel that plays out has to do with God? So I believe in something bigger than us. And some people might call it God. Some mm-hmm. people might call it the universe. Some people might call it yeah. energy, Yeah. right? I believe there is a force greater than us. I believe in light. I believe in darkness. Some people might call it you know, heaven and hell, right? I believe in all of whatever you want to call it. I believe it's there. And I believe it's all there in perfect balance. Um, I also believe that we have all of the tools to create what we want in life. I completely do. Right. But I think at the end of the day, what we create, we were meant to create. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. And so you believe in the power of intention. 100%. Your, your thoughts are things, what yes. comes out of your mouth. You create your own destiny. Yeah. And, and a lot I of people believe say, you're all I, powerful. I really do. I think we can do whatever we want. Absolutely. And I didn't know that before. Right. And, 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 you know, I always say to my clients, I say, you know, this is your assignment. It's yeah. always your, you're always asking for the challenge in front of you. Yeah. Well, I didn't ask for this health problem. I Indirectly, you did. You did. Stop how you did. Okay. Yeah. And what we do is we, we get caught up and we like to, we don't want to accept the challenge. So we either ignore it, push it under the carpet, or we point the finger at the other person going, it's their fault, right? Yeah. Yeah. Always bring it back to yourself. Bring it back. What can I learn out of this? Okay. That's it. Even if you asked for strength or that's a thing that you know that you needed and you were served a health issue to me, it's like, okay, there's your ability to gain strength. You through this will make you stronger. Yeah. And here's the thing at the end of the day, what's going to happen to us is going to happen to us. We we can't control a lot of most of what happens to us, but what we can control is how we handle it, how we grow from it, how we see it, what our perspective is. Perspective. Yes. Everything. It's all about perspective and look at your options. And I was just listening to um, uh, Gabby's new book, Gabby Bernstein's. Yeah. Super Attractor. No, um, you are your guru. Oh, I don't think I've heard of that one. I've, yeah, I'm really and super I've read all of us. You, you should, yeah, no, oh. I've read that one a long time ago. You know, you should read this one. That's oh. Really and um, so I, yeah, you know, I just, I can't bring that home enough for people yeah. because you know what you play the, you can't be pitiful and powerful at the same time. Yeah, you know, I so, agree. You know, embrace your challenges. You know, they're there to heal a part of you that needs to yeah. be healed. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you know what, if you say, I can't get through it, you know, look at everything in your life that you have gotten through. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's also a saying that, you know, with the harder lessons are for the best students. So if your challenges keep getting, I mean, sometimes I'm like, God, are you just stuck on me? But you know what? I, I don't ever, I never think that I don't like for me, I have seen what I've gone through. And I also, I can step outside of myself and see, and I know I have maintained the ability to be happy in the face of everything that's been thrown at me. And I know that that's a choice. I really do. And I can either choose to wallow in my sorrows and be sad for myself. I've seen way too many people who have every hand in the world and are sad and, and, and I don't want to be that person. I want to be grateful. Like I will find the thing to be grateful for inside of every bit of heart, everything. And I think that that is, that is a blessing that you have. It really Mm -hmm. is. And, you know, I, I, I want to be that way. I've recently found out that I have four different kinds of ADD and the more that I dig into it, like one of them where you have a lot of sadness. Yeah. I'm saying, I mean, a lot of them, serotonin deficient, dopamine but answer a lot of questions because part of me, you know, very impulsive. Sometimes I say things and I'm like, you know, shame, guilt, all that. Now, at least I'm like, okay, at least there's some kind of answer for all this. You know what I'm saying? That's so nice. Yeah, yeah it's, it is. So, so people, you know, it's like, uh, I just wanted to mention that because a lot of people want to be that way. And yeah. I want to wake up every day and like singing with the birds, but sometimes <laughs> I have to work to get there. I'll just be really honest. You know, you know what, what? I, mean? I mean, I don't wake up singing every day. Like today I was like, Oh, do I really want to work out? But I yeah. also know I have to do things to boost my serotonin some days. Like yeah, absolutely. I had to drag my, I had to like force myself. I had to make myself accountable to a live last night to get my workout in in my room with my daughter, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm here on the live because if I don't post it, I'm not going to get it done. And then uh, I'm going to feel crappy about it. And myself. then you're going to feel, that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing. If you don't do it, then you're going to yeah. feel terrible about yourself. You might as well get it out of the way. 
This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something great for your body. It starts with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. It's then blended with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel your best. The result, fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, Earth Echo Foods has been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. Use the code TRANSPARENT and receive 15% off your purchase today. Go to earthechofoods.com forward slash transparent with Tina. Tell us about your supplement line. You've got a lot. Uh, you've got a, a, quite, a, quite a few supplements. I mean, you've got a meal replacement. It's uh, the line of every day. Meal, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's under transform with Chris and Heidi still. Uh-huh. So I own that with Chris. I co-own it with Chris and we have a really great manufacturing partner okay. who also has ownership in it as well. Um, we, and, and because of our partnership with him, we have the ability to make the best supplements. We do not white label. We make everything from scratch. We have mm-hmm. for the past, I think we've been, um, I think it's been two and a half years that our supplements have been open. I don't even know how many flavors. So our low carb meal replacement shakes, we have like 15 or 16 flavors. Uh, it's pretty awesome. That boost shot, which is our mental clarity and focus drink, which you would freaking love. Oh yeah. Uh, 15 or 16 flavors Our uh, hydration, which is caffeine free. I think we're up to eight flavors there. So it's, we create like, I want to say first delicious solutions yes. for people, because I think that's the most important. You can have the healthiest shake and it doesn't matter if it's healthy, if it's, if you're like not going to drink it, yeah. you know, I, somebody sent me one the other day and my brother was here and I, yeah. I'm like, I'll never drink this. He's like, I yeah. like it. So I gave it to him, but you're yeah. absolutely oh. right. I don't care how good it is. It's like, if, if I don't like it, I'm not going to drink. I got, I got to get you some stuff. I'm telling you, yeah. it is the most addicting thing. And, and we created it for foodies. Cause I'm a foodie. I always, I am it, too. Right. Yeah. I, I am too. I am too. Oh, you're, you're, and there are components in the meal. Repl- we also have straight whey protein, which we have some really great fla- flavors there. Nothing compares to the low carb meal replacement shakes. Yeah. There's a little bit of fat, a little bit, of, a little bit. But of you fat. need fat to burn fat, you, you know, you don't do. be afraid of the fat, There's right? Fiber and, and, in it. Yeah. All and, the things that keep you full. And, you know, one thing that I learned um, when, because my mom had dementia and it's like, yeah. you know, if you, you need a lot of fat because you're, you most people are starving yourself, your brains of fat. Yeah. And that's how you get dementia and brain fog and all that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we can find that on your website. Um, Transformhq.com is where you'll find, I'm going to send them to you. I'm telling you, you are going to be hooked. You need to tell me what kinds of flavors you like. I love chocolate. Okay. Okay. Right. We, peanut butter. Oh, we, we have a chocolate peanut butter that tastes not. like a Reese's peanut butter cup and everything we made is made to blend with just water and taste amazing. Cause really, oh yeah. And now you can mix it with almond milk. You don't need it. Cold water and ice. Because I can't tell you, I, I was telling my son the other day, I said, you know, I barely have time to eat seriously. And I know oh, I need to, you need. but it's yeah. like, I need something really, really quick. I mean, cause there's often times during the day, I mean, forget about, I do intermittent fasting, so I don't do breakfast, but I need yeah. something just really quick in between interviews, in between coaching, everything else. So you've got, okay. So I'm going to hold you to that. You've got, yeah. It. you. so go on the website, find as many flavors as you want to try. Of and then the you'll things. send it to me. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Tell us about your one-on-one um, coaching pro- program. Cause you, coach- well, so I actually do uh, coaching that is by demand. So I've done two courses that uh, it's called show up coaching. Basically mm-hmm. it's personal development coaching that teaches people how to show up for themselves. Uh, because as women, we have a hard time doing giving to ourselves. We spend so much time giving to other people because that's where we feel our value is. We feel like we will be enough if we can give to them and show them that we're enough. But unfortunately, it leaves us completely empty. 
Um, so in that course, we talk about the importance of drawing boundaries, learning to say no, and learning to show up for you for the first time. So you can actually live the happiest life. Really, you can live the life you were meant for and the life that you want and a life that you love. Um, so that I've done that twice. I'll do another one first of the year. And then of course, because I'm fitness and nutrition as well, I have a really great nutrition education course that I'll run the first of the year that kind of goes hand in hand with this 60 day challenge that I'm doing with Dave. Yeah. I, and I want to talk about that in just yeah. a second because it all does go hand in hand, your yep. body and nutrition. And you know, your tagline is reshape your mind, rewrite your story, rebuild your life. Yeah. And I love that. And I just want to just, uh, take a pause here for a moment, rewrite your story. Yeah. It's so true. You know, I think so many of us feel like uh, you really have to be aware enough to say, you know what, that was a story that worked for me then. Okay. Whether it was yeah. maybe something you had to, you know, to survive in this world, because I know for me, I mean, I talk about it, in my first book, you know, I had like a, an abusive father. I mean, he didn't, yeah you know, physically, but it was more emotional and everything else where I got my unworthiness and everything else. And it's like, you know, Hey, I couldn't protect myself as a child. I'm a grown woman at this point. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to rewrite my story. Is it working for you? Is it not rework? Is it not working for you? Yeah. And that's the question. And then you, as we talked about, you know, you're wise. Well, we were talking about that before. Yeah. Let's bring the audience up to date with that. Yeah. Uh, that's what I always ask my clients. First thing is what is your, why they're like, well, what is that? Well, why do you want to make $500,000 this year? Why do you want to make yeah. a million? Because if it's just for the money, money is not be, enough yeah. to motivate you. It's like, why? How do you want to show up? What, what, yeah. what is it that like sets you on fire, right? Yeah. And it's not the money alone. So you get into their whys as well. 100%. Yeah. We all have major limiting beliefs about who we are and who we can be. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a big part of, I had to rewrite my own story. And actually this course, it, it, there's a course as well. I have digital products on my site, the HeidiPowell.net. And one of the courses is the show up bundle and it's life-changing. It's amazing. Cause I, I had to rewrite my story after every divorce, two divorces so far. Right. And the second one was really hard because the only way I knew myself was at least knew myself being valuable and worthy in the public eye was next to Chris. So there was such mm -hmm. a fear of, oh my gosh. So if Chris wants to end this marriage, what does this mean about me? Like, am I actually somebody? And so I had the gift in that struggle mm -hmm. of having to, and getting to rewrite my story and mm -hmm. getting to choose my future. And part of it, you know, this is kind of where the why came up. I spend so much time educating people through how to create their why. A lot of the times in the past, it was fitness-based. And as I moved into this phase of my life, it's everything-based, right? And I yes. had to say, okay, I had, I, I, out of fear, I was pulling every opportunity. I mean, I told you I had a skin, I have a, still have a skincare line. I had supplements. I had the app. I had 20, I put money into COVID cubes. Like, I mean, there were so many things that I was interested in doing because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my path. I just was like, okay, fear is creeping in. I don't believe in myself. Let me pull and get every opportunity. Everything, everything. Yeah. Yes, that, that's, exactly, that's exactly it. Let, let, I have to do everything because, because the underlying was unworthiness. And you know- Totally. Totally yeah. feeling like if you're not doing something, which is, I'm going to lead in the next question. Yes. You're not productive. If you're not doing yeah. something, because I totally- not enough. This, because in your questionnaire, I said, what is your new hobby? And you said, relaxing. And yes. I totally identified with that because you know what, because I told you, I took these ADD tests yes. and, and I started saying, oh, I really can't, you know, through the questions, yeah. it was really making me take a look at myself. So last week I said, you're going to relax today. Yeah. Boy, it was an eye opener. It was a struggle. I know. I'm saying, I'm just going to watch a show. I <laughs> walked downstairs to check on the laundry. Oh, I've got to get a glass of water. Oh, I got to get something. It's like, you know what? <laughs> crazy. And a lot of people don't understand that, but that is because of that, that part of you that maybe is still unwinding from yeah. feeling unworthy to go, I have to be productive all the time. So yeah, big kudos for you to sit there and go, you know, no, no, I can't, you know, I went through the same thing. I can't do everything. And I don't know if you had this too. I have a hard time delegating. It's like, I yeah. feel like I, I don't want to ask people. I don't want to put them out, but it gets to a point. It's like, I can't do it. all. I've gotten this point. I can't yeah. do it all. I'm not going to do it all. Well, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I think it's, it is funny because for the past decade, 14 years and even before, but especially with Chris, there was a part of me that, well, especially because he and I came together because I was helping him accomplish his dream. Mm -hmm. So when there became a point that I was like, oh wait, I'm allowed to have a dream, right. Which was the last five years of our marriage, there was guilt in that for me. And, um, my hustling went overtime hustling for him because I was like, I got to show him that I love him because I can't have a side hobby. And the side hobby was really hard for us because our relationship was built on me helping him, not me helping him up. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just had an aha. I mean, you know what, to be honest with you, I am sure you've thought of this, Heidi, but if that hadn't happened, I don't know if you would still be hiding. I, I, Heidi, guess what? I, Heidi, I, Heidi. <laughs> I wouldn't. And you know, it like, it is, it was such a shift for me to meet Dave, right. Mm-hmm. Who loves me for who I am, mm-hmm. loves me, not because of what I do loves me, yeah. not because of not anything attached to me. He loves me for who I am. And he also was like, Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. What is all this hustling? I love that you hustle, but do you know why you're doing it? And it actually was a thing for me where I'm like, okay, cause I was overwhelmed. I was stressed, you know, dismantling things and a divorce. So I ended up creating my own why I took my own advice. I did my own dang worksheet and yeah. I created my why. And I made the decision because I also had a really huge maternal shift in this divorce where I'm like, gosh, I love my kids. I love my kids. I love my family more than anything. And I was like, wait. I only have a few, two more years with my son, three more with my daughter in this house. Mm -hmm. And then I have the two little ones. But for me, it's like, is this all even worth it? If I'm not taking time to be my best me and to spend time with my kids. And so there was a big, like, okay, here's my why. Now I'm going to go through everything I'm doing. Mm -hmm. If this aligns, great. I'm going to do it. If this doesn't, I don't care how much money is in it. I'm pushing it out. If this doesn't align, I'm pushing it out. I cleared my plate. And I mentioned this to you before, but since I had the strength and the courage and I got rid of the scarcity mindset that was keeping everything in. Yes. And I went with an abundance mindset. Things have come to me that would not have been able to make their way to me otherwise in ways of peace and success around peace financially. I mean, like really is insane when you can clear and you can be confident with who you are yes. and confident with, Hey, I don't have, t- this doesn't align. This doesn't fit and let things go, the right things make their way to you. The law of, res- uh, of least resistance. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, this, and you said scarcity too. When you're in yeah. scarcity mindset, you are shutting off the flow of the universe from yes. getting to you. You know what I'm I saying? love that you know this lingo. This oh, is great. I have my master's in metaphysics. This- I love it. <laughs> I live by, you know, it's funny because I've been studying the principles since I was 30. Okay. Yeah. And it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to apply it. Yeah. You know, I've heard like faith is everything or faith is nothing. So it's easy yeah. to have faith in, when things are going well. It's not so easy to have faith when everything comes crumbling to, to, to the ground. And I've yeah. shared this before five years ago, four and a half years ago, I lost everything. And yeah. it was like, I know that it was perfectly designed by the universe, God, whatever you want us to say, yeah. because I never felt worthy and I didn't feel capable of doing things yeah. on my own. So it was like the universe took everything away, not one thing, everything. So I had one of two choices. I either got back on my feet or yeah. I wouldn't be here. I mean, that, that, yeah. that's, I'm just to be really, really blunt. And you know what? I've never been in a better space before, but you know what? I did call that to me. I yeah. did call that experience to me because I wanted so badly. I remember a lot of my friends, they, you know, a lot of them were getting married. Their husbands would take care of them. Yeah. And my secret wish was I want to feel powerful before I end up with my soulmate. Amen. I love that. You know, yeah. and so I, so I did draw that to me. And so, you know, so I, I really, I, I resonate with everything. Oh, I so tell me, that. tell us about this uh, 60 day challenge with you and Dave. Okay. So the 60 day challenge has actually already started, but we're going to be running another one in January. Okay. It was Dave, I don't know if you followed his Instagram, but he's really experienced a physical transformation that he didn't know was possible. And it was him kind of coming to me and saying, because he had said, Oh, I just don't have the frame to put on muscle. And I looked at him. I'm like, I, I know this world. I know you have the frame, but you would need to stop running as much. You would need to eat more. You would need to lift this way. I said, I, I love you exactly as you are. And then about a month later, he came back. He's like, okay, 
wait, hold on. If you, if you say I have what it takes, I want to see, I want to see abs. And so he's actually been doing his own transformation, which has been awesome to see. And he's into it. And he is just like, okay, teach me. And the world started seeing our following started seeing. And I had a lot of people messaging me and messaging him saying, what is this program Dave's on? I want it. Let's do it together. And so Dave and I, we were like, sure, we'll, we'll start a challenge. We didn't realize how much work was involved in it. We're actually still shooting. We're in the middle of the challenge and we're still shooting almost every week for the challenge. But once it's built, we can run it forever. So we can, you know, in January, we'll probably run it again and then we'll do it again summer, right before summer. But it's a real, I mean, the community inside of the challenge is amazing. Right. Um, they get 60 days of workouts. We do nutritional guidance. We have the option for them to do nutrition coaching. And then we have um, a select group that does VIP coaching where we sit and we give the real lessons, the kinds of things that you and I are talking about. That right. So it's mind, bo- it's mind, body, and spirit. 100%. Yeah. Or, or physical. Yeah. Physical. Yeah. A perfect. Physical, mental, emotional. It's all. Early, that's what I, yeah. that was, I was trying to say. Thank yep. you for clearing that. It, can I ask you a question? Do you think it's possible for, let's say somebody coming up on 60, okay. Yeah, yeah. To, to gain muscle mass. 100%. Really? Yeah. So it's just yeah. the exercises and the food. Cause I mean, I learned way too late that I used to be a runner and I did way too much cardio. And I, and I, I can't say enough about this. Too much cardio will make you flabby. It, that, yeah, I, it, I did cardio before I started lifting. And I always said I felt skinny fat. Do you know what that's I'm what, saying? That's how I feel right now. I like feel pancake butt, right? Like I'm a zero. I mean, I mean I'm not. Yeah. But, but yeah. I've got, I need to tone this up. So I, I had to trust a trainer. I hired a coach, even though I was a coach and my coach basically said, here's how much I need you to eat. I need you to increase the food that you're eating. I need you to not do cardio at all. I want you to lift. So I did have to, you have to feed yourself enough calories to actually build muscle. And when you build muscle, you are going to gain a little layer of fat, but the more muscle you have, the faster you can metabolize fat when you want to. So I had to go through a gain and then I could shred and I'll occasionally go through a gain and then I'll shred. So it's a little bit of a, it's a fun thing. I'm telling you that has shifted my, the way that I look at my eating disorder. Now that I know that I actually can control my body, literally, even, even when I'm flabbier, I'm like, ah, I love my body now because I know I have the knowledge to change it if I ever want to. Okay. So do I need to take that 60 day challenge? I mean, to is, oh my is gosh. Good, is this, I mean, you're going to show me like which weights and everything and what foods and everything else to get my body in the best. I mean, it would be amazing. So you would want to do the one that has a nutrition, one of our nutrition coaches Evidently, and yeah. weekly, they tell you exactly what macros to eat and they follow. It's the same plan that I would give you. Okay. Um, and then you do check-ins and all those kinds of things, but we are halfway through it. So I don't know that it would benefit now, but in first of the year, We'll then I'm going to start the first, yes. then I'll start the first of the year. Okay. Yes. I'm in. That would be I'm awesome. In. Because, you know, it's, again, the universe, you know, brought me to you. I didn't I realize that we were going to be talking about that, but I love that's it. exactly what I I'm searching it. for. I'm just going, maybe I should just hang it up. I mean, you know, I'm going to be 59 next month and I'm going, Oh my gosh. How do you look so good? I take really good care of myself. I mean, you know, I take a lot of, well, we'll talk. I mean, I've, I take really, I take a lot of superfoods. A lot of it's, but I mean, I really, I, I, I thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You're, you, you're like, so here's the thing. My mom is gorgeous. And most people are like, you're, you guys are sisters. Like you, you look like Tina, you look like you're my age. I don't even get it. (laughs) My mom are the hottest 59 year olds I've ever met in my life. Oh, thank you, <laughs> man. So, uh, what's next for you? Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm opening up a med spa coming up here pretty soon, but I like, I, I'm just going to be a little bit of a silent partner. I can't add too much more. Um, I'm just going to go with the flow. I fully intend on being a part of the supplement company for a very long time. I'll tell you, I, I only have kids in my house for so long. I mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. And so yeah. In I'm only adding any more to the what's next that fits around me being a present mom, you know, how old, um, how old is how old are your kids? Uh, my oldest is 16 and then 15 is my second 10 and eight. So Let I have just kids for a while. my son's almost 18. And I thought, Oh, cause he graduated a year early. Yeah. 
And I thought, oh, well, that's it. Then it's time. You know, I think they're going to be longer <laughs> than you think. You're like, don't uh, give it up yet. <laughs> I don't know. Once he gets out of high school, he's going, no, I don't know. So that you might so... have a longer than you think. But I get what you're saying. I, you don't ever yeah. want to regret and say, you know what, that time's over. And why didn't I spend more time with him? Yeah, I know. I know. But But at the same time. I keep saying, okay, I I need to slow down, but I have such a passion for what I do. It's really hard to ever slow down. And I, I, I know what I'm called to do, you know, exactly. Maybe just balancing for the rest of my life. That's it. And that's the key. It's all about balance. It's probably the most difficult thing to do, especially, especially mom. You got the mom guilt and everything else. I know. I know. Heidi, three (laughs) takeaways for our guests. Um, oh my gosh. The first one I'm going to say trust in what is like trust in the process and where you are, you are exactly where you need to be. And I think I wish I would have known that sooner. There has been so many points in my life where I feel like I made a mistake and I'm here, I'm here and I shouldn't be here. No, I was there for a reason. And at some point, if it doesn't make sense now, if you can believe that at some point it will be brought to light why you went through what you did. Um, The other thing I will say is you are worthy to everybody listening because we think that we're not, you know, and we think we have to do this to get love or we need to be some, no, the only way to actually get the love that you want is to fully live into and accept who you are. You know, all the, all the faults, once you can do that, things are amazing. Um, Yeah. The the perfection is in the imperfection sometimes. And you know, it just, even, even though you are scrolling through Instagram and and somebody looks like they've got a perfect life or whatever, it's fake. Everybody, everybody feels unworthy to a certain degree. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the final takeaway is if anybody watching has not done their why it is my guidepost. And it took me until I was 38, right before I turned 39 years old to actually do my own why. And I'd been coaching people through, I didn't realize how much it would affect me. I had only connected it to weight loss, but it is my guidepost for everything in life. I do not make a decision anymore that does not align with, with my why. So if somebody has not done it, go take it to course, do a template, find your why, know what it is and use that to make the decisions and don't have a scarcity mindset. I think those are my biggest takeaways. I love those. I love all three. Thank you so much. Of course. And, um, gosh, my light hit. I don't know if you guys noticed that (laughs) going on and off. I'm like, Oh, there's a ghost in here. (laughs) Well, anyway, it's such a pleasure. Uh, Heidi, you know, you and I are going to be having more conversations. I'm going to get your shakes. I'm going to start your program in, um, January. So what's the best way for people to get a hold of you for your coaching programs, for your, for everything? So I'm going to talk about most of them on social media. I'm most present on Instagram. It's real Heidi Powell. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my website has almost everything. HeidiPowell.net. That's where you can find me. .net, not .com, you guys. Okay. Just .net. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in for another episode. If you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do so. It's Tina Marks TV. And if you haven't downloaded my podcast, please do so and leave a review, if you will. Okay, so we will see you all next week. And thanks again, Heidi.